Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash lawless. Just go to Indeed.com slash lawless right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash lawless. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, sunshine. I'm Alexi Lawless, and welcome to the State of the Union podcast presented by State Farm. And a special State of the Union here because, well, first off, I'm alone. Yes, there is no David Mossy today uh, because David is hard at work. I just want to make sure everybody understands there are a lot of men and women that are working their asses off over here. And we've just started. This is a marathon, uh, absolutely not a sprint, but we're getting into some very, very heavy work days. Now, this is the best type of work ever. This is the best type of Groundhog Day. Nobody's complaining, but there is a lot of work, especially for someone like David Mossy. As you all know, he is that savant. Uh, and be, with that comes incredible responsibility. Everybody pulling him in different directions. So we forgive him for not being here, but he is here in spirit, and he will return time and time again as we continue to crank out the uh, the content. As I mentioned, uh, this is a State of the Union, a special State of the Union, coming to you on Match Day 3, uh, the first of what are basically the next two weeks of four games a day. Now, that is a long day. That is a World Cup buffet, if you will. And for those of us like myself, and maybe maybe many of you watching, many of you listening, uh, this, this is the best possible buffet. And you pull up a table. Now, sometimes you eat a little, sometimes you eat a lot. I guess from a Fox perspective, we want you to eat as much as possible when you pull up. And there are all sorts of choices throughout the day. Today, we had four different games, Argentina and KSA. That would be the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, Denmark and Tunisia, Mexico, our good friends Mexico and Poland, and last but not least, the French, the defending champions versus Australia. So let's go through a couple of things here and keep in mind, that this is the State of the Union, and if you want to ever get in touch with myself or David Mossy uh, and the show, very, very simple out there on all the social media platforms. Our handle is at SOTU with Alexi, and you can call in our hotline. I want to make sure that I get this right, although I've done it so many times I should have memorized it by now. 657-549-2297. That's 657-549-2297. That is our hotline when it comes to the State of the Union, and use that hashtag Ask Alexi out there, and as we go forward, we will get some questions, and whether it's questions uh, from the uh, social media platforms or from the uh, the actual State of the Union podcast hotline, you know, we put them into the show. 
Today is just going to be a quick, simple synopsis and a reaction show. I spent the day across the way at our set, and it was really, really interesting and fun. A lot of good games. All right, we're starting out with uh, Argentina, which kicked off the day. Now, David's not here, but for those of you that listen to the show and watch the show, David Mossy, he has picked Argentina to win the World Cup, and he is not alone. There are a lot of people out there that said, this is the team. This is the time. This is Messi's moment. The Zen Messi arriving at the World Cup with not a care in the world in a warm embrace and cocoon of the Argentine national team, which at this moment, unlike other moments in the past, not experiencing any, any drama, obviously incredible talent, a cool collection of supporting cast for Messi. Nobody uh, deferring to Messi, although they give him the ball and let him do his magic. But ultimately, I think going into this tournament, the reason why so many people were so bullish about this Argentine team is because, number one, we're seeing Messi play some of his best soccer right now and the balance when it comes to this Argentina, uh, Argentina team. And so going into a game against Saudi Arabia, good odds are that it's not only, not only going to be a win, but be a win by multiple goals. The soccer gods have an interesting and oftentimes uh, perverse and crazy sense of humor, especially when they get into the bubble. So this game kicks off. Argentina proceeds to go and score a goal. Messi on a penalty. You think all is right with the world. The Zen continues. Um, and they continue on. Not so fast. But before the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia is able to volley back, it should be said that Part of the story of this was this incredible high line of Saudi Arabia. It is kind of like kamikaze type of soccer, all right, where the risk-reward is just completely out of whack, and they were living by the seat of their pants. And if Argentina had the wherewithal and the ability to just recognize that just stay on side once and you're going to get a goal, and you do it again and again and again, you're going to get multiple goals. They had multiple goals called back because they couldn't figure out for the life of them how to actually stay on side. And it's not even about breaking this trap because this was the easiest trap in the world to break. The high line, almost at the halfway line, all right, completely straight, and then absolutely no pressure on the ball. So all it took was to take a couple steps back, if you're Martinez or anybody else, and then run through. Because there's no pressure, you can time it perfectly, and then it's basically breakaways. But no, they didn't want to do that. They wanted to get right up on that line and be offside time and time again, or get pulled off if Saudi Arabia actually did something like that. That happened in the first half. So if I am Saudi Arabia and I go into the halftime only losing one nothing, I'm saying, woof, we got, we got away with one there. Second half comes, completely different story, and there was a, what, six-minute six span right there where Saudi Arabia comes back and gets two goals. And now everybody's looking around saying, what is going on? So now, Saudi Arabia, it's a race to the finish. And they just defended like banshees. It was incredible to see. And ultimately, they prevail 2-1. to one. Al Dasari getting an incredible second goal, which ended up being the winner, cutting inside and just smacking it in the, uh, in the upper 90. But it was... It was a tale of two different halves. But ultimately, this was a piece of history. This was celebrated. This was celebrated on the field. This was celebrated by the players, by the team, by the country, as it rightfully should. And so much so that they got the day off. They got the day off. 
There is no school, there is no work tomorrow in Saudi Arabia because of the accomplishment of what uh, this uh, this team. So congratulations to Saudi Arabia. And this starts some people, maybe Mossy, maybe not, but a lot of people thinking, well, did I have it right when I picked this Argentine team? Now, I think Argentina is going to be fine. They're going to go on. They're going to get out of the group. Maybe this was a wake-up call that they needed. But this was a fun game to be a part of to watch because of the ramifications, because of the significance, just because of the joy that we saw. And that's what the World Cup is at times. It, it throws up some things that you cannot possibly predict. And this game will live long in the history when it comes to the World Cup. Uh, the Denmark-Tunisia game will not live long in the history when it comes to, uh, to World Cup. Zero, zero, boo, zero, zero. We don't like zero, zeros. Did you know that in 2018, the entire World Cup, okay, had two. Uh, sorry, had one zero zero. One zero zero. Now that's a World Cup, right? We want goals. Everybody wants goals. But no, now we have two already in the third day. I hope that this is not a trend. I hope they got it out of the system. One of them was Denmark, uh, Tunisia. The only thing I have to say about this game is that, again, this dark horse that is Denmark, and it's really not because they're not an unknown qual uh, uh, team. However, they didn't impress me that much. Now it's still early days, it's still one game, and Tunisia actually did a really good job, and it was a pretty evenly matched type of situation. But for a team that a lot of people have as their dark horse, or at the very least going far in the tournament, this was not a good way to announce yourself to the world relative to the World Cup. And we've seen them in the Euros, and this is absolutely a good team. But this was kind of a dud of a game, 0-0. Now, the Mexico-Poland game, it was not a dud of a game. Mexico had all of the possession and all of the opportunity. They didn't create a lot of opportunities. It was kind of like the U.S. in the first half in that lots of possession going back and forth. But we know that Mexico also struggles up top to have a pure finisher, and they've been looking for that for a while. And it was very, very clear that they still don't have that type of ruthlessness when it comes to in, uh, in front, of the, uh, front of the goal. So much so that all it took is one moment, down at the other end, Poland finally decides to come out, and Poland is not a sophisticated team in terms of the way that they play. They're very direct, they're very, very clear, and they're very predictable. However, they do have Robert Lewandowski up top, and all it takes is a slip here, which is ultimately what happened. Lewandowski gets a little bit behind the Mexican defense, taken down, penalty, not without VAR, though. VAR says, yes, it's a penalty. And now you're looking around saying, oh, if you're Mexico, we had all this, all this possession, and now we're about to lose this game. So Robert Lewandowski steps up, misses it. He misses it. Doesn't, doesn't misses it. He doesn't miss it. That's, that's not fair. That's not fair to Memo Ochoa, the legend of El Tri. And his legend just got bigger. Uh, we, there, you know, the viral scenes now, I, I saw a picture, uh, sorry, a video of kids that were able to skip class to watch the Mexican national team play. And in that moment, they're all angst up as they watch, as the entire nation was watching, and then just incredible explosion of emotion as Memo Ochoa saves the penalty. And in doing so, saves what might end up being a crucial point for Mexico going forward. Because usually, Robert Lewandowski finishes that up, and then there's a problem for Mexico here. I don't think this is a great Mexico team. It's not even necessarily a great result for Mexico. But like we said with the U.S., you know what would have been a worse result? If they didn't get anything out of the game. At the very least, they got, they got a point, even though they had a, a plenty, uh, plenty of possession. And then the final game, the defending champions, France against Australia. Now, after having seen what uh, South, uh, South uh, 
um, what uh, Saudi Arabia had done. I said, well, anything could happen now. Well, maybe. And then the first couple of minutes of the game, Australia goes out and scores a goal. So you're thinking, oh, my goodness, lightning is striking twice. We have another upset on our hands. Oh, mon ami, that's, that's not happening. Do not poke le bleu. And that's what Australia did. And Kylian Mbappe and company said, no, 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 no. That is not happening. And they turn around and they proceed to show exactly why people are so high on them, exactly why they not only won the World Cup four years ago, but still have a lot of people believing, despite the injuries and injuries to some major players, that they can absolutely find a way to have success. Getting out of the group, which in and of itself for a defending champion, is something not even a problem, I don't think. Even possibly uh, going and winning two in a row, which we know hasn't been done since the late 50s and the early 60s from a Brazil standpoint. This is a loaded, loaded uh, French team. This is a team that showed in this moment when they went on to beat Australia 4-1 to one, that they have... You know, they, they have reloaded, and they are dangerous. This isn't a refreshing. This isn't a reset. This is a reload in terms of what they are, and it is fun to watch. The speed that they have, and obviously Kylian Mbappe just, I mean, it, this, this is his world, and we are all just living in it, and it is fun to see going forward. Uh, we'll see how many goals they score. Rabio and, and all these, all these Griezmann out there. Uh, I mean, this was, this was something to see. And I'm looking forward to continuing to see them progress through. So those were the four games. I think all in all, on the first day, like I said, of four game days, this was pretty fun. It's long. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. And you got to pace yourself, whether it's within the day or within the, uh, in the World Cup. But th this is the best Groundhog Day ever. And I can't wait to live it. I'm going to go from here back to my hotel, hopefully get something to eat, get some sleep, and then get up tomorrow and do it all over again. And I'm not complaining because this is the best possible job that you can have, and they can pry it from my cold, dead, redheaded hands, hopefully many, many years from now, and hopefully many, many World Cups from now. All right, listen, I appreciate everybody tuning in uh, here to the State of the Union. As I mentioned, it is presented by State Farm, and we are enjoying just cranking out the content. I was here with my good friend Jimmy Conrad and Kobe Jones and Sasha Kleschen, and they're doing great work, as are everybody here when it comes uh, to the digital team that we have working non-stop and it is an around the clock, uh, clock operation that we have here as I mentioned men and women in front of the camera behind the camera that are doing it for you that are doing it and making sure that they document this incredible World Cup on a continual basis thank you for reviewing and downloading and subscribing and sending tweets and doing all the different things that you do to be in connection uh, and part of this State of the Union podcast and part of this family that is the State of the Union. My friend David Mossy, I will pass along your well wishes to him. He's okay. Don't worry about it. He's fine. But he just has a lot of work to do because, like he said, a lot of people count on him, including me. But he'll be back. He'll be back to uh, entertain us with all of his uh, wisdom. And I'll be really interested to see what he has to say about I don't know, maybe the team that he picked to win the World Cup in Argentina? Ah, who knows. All right, we will see you next time. And as always, my friends, size the day.